Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. We took a week off after Halloween. We're back, and it is time to review Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. John, the famous Paranormal Activity series is back. This is, where, is it, though, Eric? This is where things float and people get pulled into doors and noises. That's what happens. Sometimes the there's drones. Yeah. Um, yes, we'll get to that. Joining One me, time, at least. Joining me first up from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin to the show. Hello. I'm so excited. I love the Paranormal Activity movies. Love it. Next up on the show from Manhattan, New York City, please welcome John Schnorris to the show. Hello, Eric. How are you tonight, John? Real good. Real good. Just come from a karate practice. <laughs> <laughs> Taekwondo, come on. <laughs> and it's la- last up tonight uh, from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello, and no, I am not Amish. Who are these gentlemen behind you in this video? Is that, that oh, is that weird? Weird Al and his band. Got it. Amish Paradise <laughs> classic. Yeah. Back in the day when like monoculture was so weird, those were just hits. Those were just radio hits. Like you listen mm-hmm. to them on the radio, and there were music videos. If you yeah. put that video on, I I could sing at least the chorus. I mean, maybe verses. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing an interview once with Coolio, where he talks about how angry that made him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great episode of Thirty Rock when uh, he starts spoofing Jenna, and then they're gonna like write a song that is unspoofable and then he like de-spoofs it amazing <laughs> it's the best um, he's, he's a treasure yeah he really is i mean whatever let's not there's gotta, be, there's gotta be something going on with him like no like come on well, he did the keenan and kel theme song which i mean puts him pretty high in my book yeah it's a good behind the music Wait, you're saying there's got to be something going on with him? Like he's got to be a weirdo. He's got to be a closet. Like, a closet. Nah. Something's going on. Like this. Is... I don't believe that. <laughs> I choose to believe in the pure Weird Al, you know, yeah. vision. Oh, I thought we were talking about Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> Weird Al did not there's do the King of the something going on with Coolio. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought I you wasn't were sure. I thought you were. Saying I thought you were telling that, me Weird Al did. Surprise me. Yeah. Fun um, Weird Al fact, my college, freshman college roommate was like the world's biggest Weird Al fan and would listen, you know, I mean, you know, college dorm, it's real small. Every night, you know me, John, you're familiar with me. We met, you understand that I have a, I'm a bit of an early to bed kind of a guy. (laughs) And uh, he would just sit on his uh, bed doing homework, blasting Weird Al, like greatest hits, on his laptop speakers, like just out into the open air. And I remember just being like, just shit I'd never heard before, like the deep cuts. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. The album filler. It made like, me hate Weird Al for years. <laughs> You're like, I don't even think Weird Al like this song. No, 100%. <laughs> oh man. Does it listen right. to the show? We are here tonight to do- talk about paranormal activity and I know John's excited. So let's take a quick break right now and do just that. And we're back. Uh, John Schnars. Mm-hmm. 
please bring us the word of the day. Eric, today's word, it's kin. Yeah, K-I-N. Could you tell I was running a little behind schedule? Trying to come up with the word. Uh, The definition, one's family and relations. If used as an adjective, it can actually just mean related. Um, But I like the origin here. I thought, you know, you always appreciate when I get to go back to the old English or Germanic I get, I'm going to pronounce it Kain, C-Y-N-N, um, related to the Dutch Kuhn, K-U-N-N-E, from an Indo-European root meaning give birth to. Love it. I like when you say Dutch words. Mm. Do more mm-hmm. of that. Kuhn. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, John, tell me uh, about paranormal activity next again quite a little bit of a i guess you call it a a refresh for the series uh that's one thing you could call it i could come up with other things but here well here let's do i'll give like the very briefest overview on the team uh caitlin offered to do a paranormal activity refresh which i would very much appreciate because i've seen all of them this movie has nothing to do with any of the rest of the films. So the fact that they even called it paranormal activity to me is like, that's not true. That's a hundred percent. Not true. I, okay. This great. whole I thing, can't... the whole thing about the demon being passed down through the like female bloodline, that is the exact same demonology from all the other movies. It's just, that was all following one family that it affected. Whereas this is just another instance of somebody worshiping the same. So it's demon. the same demon. I mean, they never call different. it Toby like they do in those movies, but like it's the same thing. It's like a apparently there was a book of Tobit somewhere. Oh, oh really? I didn't see that. Nice. Oh my god! All right, this is. I mean, John, that's that's actually good to know. I, yeah. Again, I could not remember what the hell was going on in the other Paranormal Activity films, but I did remember that none of them took place on a Mennonite farm. So, yeah. you know. Uh, in any event, so the director here is William Eubank, who directed Underwater. I think that was last year, right? I, I mean, Eubanks. That's a that's a Jay Leno's sidekick, right? Yeah, uh, that's Kevin. It's a joke. That's a joke for the elder millennials out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, William Eubank. So the writer here, uh, Christopher Landon. Christopher Landon has written, I believe, five of the Paranormal Activity. Might even no, he's written. Every single one since two, where he's been involved with every single one since two. Um, he also wrote Freaky and the Happy Death Day films. Um, this is, uh, what's his name? His dad's like a famous person whose name is going to escape me now. Uh, something Landon. Michael? In any event. Michael, Michael. Touched, yes. Touched by an angel? Yeah, exactly. I just read a story about how he was really mean and abusive on the Little House in the Prairie set. Well, Christopher might have had a rough go of it, uh, leading to all this horror. Well, this is work, why I, I know. I, this is why I know Weird Al has skeletons in this closet because <laughs> Hollywood weirdos, you know. Uh, in any event, so so I mean that was interesting to me that like because again I guess that actually plays into your point that um, he's written all of these films. So he, if anyone knows how the hell to bring Toby into some new type of uh, experience. Yeah, Christopher Landon's your guy. Um, but yeah, Caitlin, I don't know, like, do you want to do a rundown? I- I'm very curious. It seems like Eric might be a 
I promise yeah. I could do it under 45 seconds no, do it. so I don't take up too much time. Please. Okay, the original, we all know it's Katie and Mika, and she, you know, we know what happens there. Mm-hmm. The second one is about her sister, Christy, and her family. So she's another woman in the line, and she has a baby. The third one is about Katie and Christy when they're kids. It's set in the Time. 80s. <laughs> and yeah, that was the that was the like throwback one. That was yes. the throwback one. Uh, the fourth one takes place in the suburbs, and Katie moves in next door as a neighbor and has a weird kid of her own, and that's sort of the the setup. Five is Paranormal Activity: The Marked Ones, which takes place in a Latino neighborhood, and we have those dudes, and they interact with uh, one of the girls from the second one. And then the sixth one is Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension, which has like the smoke cloud now demon that, type of things. That was a 3D-ish one. I don't remember shit about Ghost Dimension. Like, did that have anything to it do with the dead. other story? It was built the house that that one, supposedly the house that those that that family lived in lived, or was built on the place of the third one when Katie and Christy were kids. And they okay. also have young Katie and Christy on video interacting with present right. day dudes. So the the thread, oh, John, yeah. is like, that yeah. Katie and Christy's mother and then grandmother were both basically like witches Witch or like into this yeah. like demonology witchcraft situation. And we're like, mm-hmm. um, so they were being sort of, they were like, imprinted on by this like be like katie was i guess and that's kind of how it comes up and so it's and because even marked ones which caitlin you said was set in like it was like the literally wasn't it literally they would call it in the marketing like the latino spinoff of paranormal activity yeah but like there's a i don't remember a lot from that you probably remember more caitlin but there's a scene where they're being scared by shit and they like go through a door and they literally like come out into the house from the first paranormal activity. Like they weave it. There's so some that, time travel. There's like some portal yeah. dimensional shit there. So there's mm-hmm. some like yeah. weird connectivity even there, but it's, there's a, like a, there's a witch that lives in their apartment complex that is like, uh, helping with the whole, like passing the Toby bloodline through women, through pregnant women in the area. Yeah. So like you see in this movie on the, when you see all, there's a lot of like artwork in this movie and you see one where it's like a big hairy demon thing with goat legs, like in various forms, that's what that demon has looked like for the whole series. Yeah. We should, we'll talk about that artwork because <laughs> you had some fair points about the artwork. John, good I will say. All right. Let's, um, so let's give the setup. Let's, so we've got Emily is the main character or sorry, Mar Emily is the actress's name. Margo, um, so she was adopted when she was little uh, and the the film is like the the found footage aspects of the film are that her friend Chris is sort of like following her exploring her adopted like heritage like she's trying to like figure out where she came from um, and she realizes she was part of a I think Mennonite or do they say Amish or Mennonite I can't remember I think they're posing as Amish and later we find out they're not yeah. for real Amish. The word Amish. They're, yeah, yeah. They said. Yes. So that she she was part of this Amish community but was dropped at a hospital by, you know, her mother. Um so she meets a like cousin who she I can't remember if he had done the 23 me too. Somehow she gets connected to this cousin who's outside the community on his like rumspringa, but he agrees to bring her back with this, the, the film guy, they pick up a dude named Dale. Who's going to be sort of the sound fucking, man fucking on the, Dale. on this jaunt. Um, but she's, you know, she's a Dale filmmaker. Is and like, so that's the setup. Dale is like, they saw the visit and they're like, Hey, we want like that little kid who makes jokes and raps the whole movie, but he's an adult. 
<laughs> Dale is he's the saving grace of the film. I would, yeah. I would say, but um, wow, okay. But so I mean, that's the setup. Like basically, you've got Margot, Chris, and Dale as this camera crew filming the story about her trying to understand why she was cast out given up for adoption. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and pushed out of this Amish community. Um, Samuel is the guy who brings her back. Jacob is the like sort of paterfamilias here who's running the community. Um, Don't spooky, use your fancy words on me. Spooky things start happening pretty soon. Um, I don't know. We can we should we can talk about it, but that's the setup. Okay, Caitlin. Yeah, I was really excited about this one. I love the Paranormal Activity series. I've seen most of them in theaters, and I was really looking forward to this one. Um, I wish that it connected more to the rest of the series. I, I understand that it does through the demonology and the way we leave, which we can get into when we talk spoilers, um, sets it up, I think, pretty nicely for a sequel. So maybe we'll get some further tie-in with this storyline to our others. But, um, I mean... I enjoyed a lot of it. I, I did like Dale. I thought that he was funny and inappropriate and weird and uh, wore a lot of cargo shorts that I, I think that was actually like one of his first lines. He's like, check out my cargo shorts. And yeah, because the, the legs zipped off. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, exactly. The legs zipped off. Actually, when I was living in Santiago, that's how I knew. I saw like down the street a dude wearing cargo shorts that uh, zipped off into or excuse me, cargo pants is zipped off into shorts. And I was like, oh, fellow gringo. Hello, <laughs> my American brethren. Um, but I liked this. I liked Margot. I liked Chris, the main characters. They they do, they do make some choices that are a little bit um, hokey and movie-esque. There were a few non sequiturs that didn't really make sense to the plot, but they were like striking, like the lady with the potato peeler um, that were cool for horror, but I, I didn't really get how it all connected. I really love that this is fully demons, a- <laughs> obviously demons. <laughs> I like that this is a plug it up movie. We've got some monstrous menstruation, some monstrous motherhood. So it hits a lot of beats that I like, and it's a paranormal activity movie. So, I mean, it, it's not great. They break a lot of the found footage rules, but I, I enjoyed watching it. Word Casey. Um, I've been a fan of these. I've enjoyed them up to the uh, marked ones. I think I did not like the ghost dimension. So I think that's fairly universal though. Not at all. Like a uh, dangerous comment. This one was definitely better than that one. And I, it definitely lines up in there for me with the other movies somewhere. I enjoyed marked ones quite a bit and they were doing something different. I enjoyed this doing something different. Um, I was pretty excited for as I started getting into this movie to see how it, where it was taking place and to see what was going to happen with this Amish family and everything. It's kind of an unexplored area for horror movies. So it was an interesting take to see that stuff go down. Now, while I did enjoy it and it did feel like a paranormal activity movie, I was hoping that there was going to be more freaky stuff going on because that's always been my favorite of all the paranormal activity movies is watching in the background to see weird stuff happening. And it doesn't seem like that's quite as big a part of this movie. It's more of a longer burn, a couple weird things, and then all out chaos was the way it felt. So that was kind of my biggest beef with it. I don't get hung up on the rules for the uh, first person camera stuff like John and Eric might, but other than that, I, was entertained. Hey, what else is there, Casey? Exactly. <laughs> John, do you have thoughts uh, on this movie, John? What, say again? Do you have thoughts on this movie? 
I, I honestly, sure. as everybody else was talking, I went to pull up the email that I wrote, whatever it was, like two weeks ago when I watched this movie, because I'm like, I think I forgot a lot of the shit that I hated. Um, <laughs> I I didn't hate this movie. I mean, it's uh, the director, the the Eubank, who did Underwater, like he he knows what he's doing. He's a he's a solid director. Um I think what it comes down to for me, and we've talked—I feel like we talk about this. It's been a while. We've had this like blessed uh, hiatus from found footage, but there's just something about these movies. Like a good found footage movie, I, I like a, a like medium found footage movie. I just spend all my time. I feel like picking it apart, and like it—it it just feels gimmicky in a way that it doesn't need to. Um, so. That's sort of where I land with this. This movie is aggressively gimmicky in its use of found footage, which drove me up the wall. Um, the actual like horror as you know, when it happens um, and, and at least like the elements that they set up, like, I guess if I were to say it another way, the screenplay is fine. Like I actually think it's, you know, the, the, the way it goes from this woman discovering her heritage to being at like, a pretty freaky little Amish, you know, fake Amish community to then like the horror church that they keep that has a huge hole in the ground. Like all it like checks some boxes where I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, it's just in the packaging of the found footage. They, I feel like it's like undermining itself um, because you are left sort of like second guessing some of the shots. Like what's going on with this shot? Wait a second. Like, it's the fundamental question with any found footage movie is, is it believable that the camera would be running when this shit's happening? And there are many scenes in this movie where you're like, what the fuck? Like, why would the camera be running right now? Well, um, even, even in the, I think in the lens of like the slow creep of, we've been trained to accept so much more now than 20 years ago, which of course it's like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. scope creep. Right. But like, even by those modern standards, it's, kind of insane some of the crap that happens the, in this the first paranormal activity movie is it, i haven't seen it in a long time but it is like a revelation and it was so well made and it's it's so ingenious in its use of that gimmick um and it feels so organic and this movie is just like fuck feeling organic like they're not even trying they they introduce a drone for no other reason than to have like these establishing shots basically which like are cool but why yeah, there's Why never a real either? set piece with the drone that's a good point no it's it's not used like really at any point although i'm fine so, with it because i hate drones and found footage movie like it ruined the blair witch project movie for me yeah no fair well this is the other thing with found footage i mean look we I, now i'm like not even talking i mean i am talking about this movie but i'm talking just about found footage anytime there's more than one camera it immediately starts to feel pretty contrived because then you have to answer the question who edited this footage yeah. The, the genius of the one camera found footage thing or the one shot type of approach is like you can believe that someone found this camera and just like hit play. It doesn't necessarily bother me because I would I will say that the Blair I mean, in Blair Witch Project, there are two cameras, but it is it is edited together in a much more rudimentary way. Whereas like nowadays, what you see a lot more is sort of uh, I, well, I we ran into this in VHS. It's like people trying to mimic more artistic traditional film cuts and yeah. angles and it kind of takes you out of it. 
Well, I think when you're setting it up like a documentary like Blair Witch, like uh, the taking of Deborah Logan or um, Exorcism, Last Exorcism, like when you're setting it up where like, oh, we're filming a documentary, like I can buy that he does have a drone and he's doing these, you know, sort of exposition yeah. shots and he's like, oh, shit, there's a church in here. We should go check it out. Like I I can buy in. It is, but it is a little silly. There's a, there's a yeah. lot of conversations. There's a lot of exposition in this film that – they have to do it because there's actually a lot of plot in this movie, like more than you would want in a found footage movie. But um, they just they like film them in ways that are super like I think I was joking even today on text. It was like, you know, there there's a lot of like, let's just set the camera up over here while we have this intimate conversation shots that I don't know. And it's like it's framed just slightly off kilter. So it's not like really well framed. It's like, oh, a little hackney. But I don't know. It's just it all. It's contrived is what it makes. It is. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Well, and to your point, like the original film was pure distilled found footage. It was like they, they wrote an essay in that movie. on like, what is the simplest reason why this is scary? And then here's that for 90 minutes. You know what I mean? Now, I mean, you know, it's six, five, six movies, whatever later. Like I, I definitely understand. I understand innovating, but I actually think to your point, they're doing a lot of that with the story and didn't really need to go that hard on the technology part of it. Well, and look, I, the thing, the one I still remember, and you all can correct me, I think it's the third one, when there's the shot with the fan, yeah, the oscillating yeah. fan. Yeah. Like, that's genius. Like, that was a genius paranormal activity move. And it's like this a five-minute single shot. Yeah. 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 So I'm... Um, Somewhere in the middle, I, I, overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I really love the setting. I love the snow and the cold, and they do a really great job of making you really feel that in the movie. It's such a different vibe for horror in general, but especially for found footage for, you don't see it in snow a lot, you know, because it's in the Amish in an quote unquote, like Amish household, you get all this real intense, warm candlelight, which is creepy in its own way. It's like, I think it actually, because of the setting has a lot of pretty thick, like visual atmospherics that I was very much enjoying. I really like the way that they are trying to innovate with the story and do something a little more fleshed out. Um, Not that there was not, were not stories in those old films, but this is this is definitely a step above, I think, narratively, some of those other ones. And for a nerd like me that actually does remember John about Toby, I like that they kept that thread of the demon and like wove some of that imagery in there. Because when Book you see Tobit, when you see like yeah, at the I end think of it's Book of Tobit, yeah. you know, at the end of part three, you know, there's all these people involved in this cult or whatever. So you, um, there's a for the with the tact they use in this movie you can see there's 30 stories right there you could tell right like all those people have different families and it sort of makes sense the way they're spinning it off it could just be anyone like getting involved with this particular demon or whatever uh is this so can i ask a question though on this point because like the way that it's portrayed here is like this family has like basically cre- they they feel responsible for like keeping the demon in check essentially, but so yeah, it's like a sacrifice of a firstborn daughter, and I think that's what happens in paranormal activity is that they break it, the cycle, and that's why like all hell breaks loose or something. But okay, so when we're talking about the continuity of the film, 
like, are we to believe? I want to know what this demon's name is, not Toby. It has like a name on the There's floor. One. John, yes. yeah, it's Toby. In any event, Toby. <laughs> is there like multiple Tobys? Like the Toby that's yeah. fucking with like. Or, boy, right. Because your point being like, all of these lineages are all these lineages trying to keep the same Toby in check? Yeah. Well, they were betrothed to Toby. Like they're, they were going to be like brides of Toby. But yeah. is Toby like happening all over the world? Is that the like cause this movie because this movie said it wasn't dead? And if they've been doing it for if they say they've been doing it for decades or something, then how the other movies happen? I think John's point That's is point. How, yeah. how many Toby is John's point? <laughs> Tobias. Tobias. <laughs> exactly. Tobias, this is. Uh I definitely share John's um issues with the found footage mechanics here. I am an old fogey about found footage. I'm a stickler. I'm a purist. I can handle editing. That doesn't bother me. I can totally most of the time buy in with like why this character still has a camera. Doesn't really bother me. What I'll say is the thing, if you're like making one of these movies and you're like, how do I make it great? The way you make it great is to actually care about all of those things because it takes you out of it when you don't care about it. It takes the viewer out of it. Where I cannot is like, and I'd have to go back, but I texted you guys during this diner scene because I'm positive they break the fourth wall and there's those are not real cameras in that diner scene. But also, in the finale, when she's talking with her mother, there's no one in that room with a camera and there's dueling over the shoulder shots like you're in a movie. And that was when I just threw my pencils everywhere. Like, this is not... <laughs> they they. If I was going to write a found footage manifesto, this would yeah. be the last broadcast clause. If you remember, John, the last broadcast, like... I do. That's a fully Blair Witch-esque found footage movie that in the last five minutes completely turns into a third-person perspective movie and I ruins the ending. Might be, you might be right. I, the um, diner scene, I remember thinking, is there another person with a camera at it the diner It didn't make with any them? sense. There's only one cameraman in that part. They're meeting... I don't know. It was very weird. Well, and it's like, is this this Amish brother miked? Because like we can hear him. Yeah. I will forgive it's, the uh, diner scene, but to me how do you make that decision at the end there to take five minutes and figure out how to get a camera in that room? Like make it a GoPro that's fell, fallen on the ground in the corner of the room. Like, well, I didn't don't... Chris, like, isn't that his camera that we're seeing through? I was going to say, I, the, no, no, no. The one there at are the end, two, I felt like... those people are dead. It's just her and that lady. Well, that guy's dead, but he's not in that room. It's her, her mother, no one else in that room. And there are two over the shoulder shots on each angles of their, co- of their meeting face to face. So they make like a conscious decision to just throw it all out the window. And John, I'm no, I'm writing there, a letter to the editor. That no, point. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like, so my thing was less that I actually felt like as I was watching it, I could rationalize every scene into the found footage. But my complaint was I was working too hard to do that. So I, you and I have sim, same same <laughs> I don't know if they get all the I but maybe it was just third you know third so person. that old man Fuck, rant that's as, a true disaster old man rant aside I actually enjoyed this one a lot and it, I would put it on par with a lot of the other sequels that I like a lot I, I think Casey you make a good point it is less gimmicky than the other ones and in some way that sort of became the attraction over the years of the series was going to the theater on Halloween and getting the gimmick thrown at you. You know what I mean? And they, they yeah. peaked with the go with the ghost dimension on that. Cause that was all gimmick. And it was also the yeah. worst one because of it. But the case in point, that's like what John said in three, the oscillating fan scene, it was genius. Yeah. And 
So I do miss it a little bit, but I think that they get some decent scares in here. I think there's some pretty thick atmosphere. The comic relief guy, I did like him a lot. I feel like they've got the knob on 11 and I wanted it like an eight and a half. And then I think I'm cool with it. Like it's a little too much for me. But, um, but I feel like like that's how some of those dudes are. Like I'm yeah. like, oh yeah. god, like you're you're funny, well, but like you're taking it a little too far. That's a good point. But I also, <laughs> it's real. The movie's grim otherwise. Like without you know, him, they find like, this hole. And we can just get into it here. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, find this yeah. hole in the barn that's just like a terrifying, <laughs> like the descent esque rock hole nightmare thing. That's just straight crank, down. That like, the only. The only thing they've seen of this hole is them throwing dead goat bodies down it. And she's like, well, I got to go down it. I'm like, what you're going to, I tell you what you're going to find. Best case scenario, you're going to find rocks and a goat carcass. Worst yeah. case scenario. Or a t- lot of them. A demon. So like, what's the, why are you going? And it's yeah. like, she's so, she, about the like, why are they still there? Why are they still filming? She's like, we've come this far. We've got to do this. And I had this moment of like, you've come this far for what exactly like i understand you're trying to find but she kind of already has it's weird she, it's not, well the, i so they're the not pulitzer prize winning journalists john they're just like some dinguses with a camera like but trying she to, she thinks at this point that her mother is alive and somewhere hidden in this yeah. farm and so that she is think like she's in the goat hole i mean to your point if you go go down there what are you going to find that your mom's been eating go carcasses? <laughs> right. like, yeah. It's like, that's worse than finding her dead. I mean, I think just wasn't, that wasn't it like the two headed goat too. Did I, yeah, is that yeah, a fever yeah, dream? Was. Does that, did that mean anything? No, no, that Yeah. Yeah. Well, they showed that was in one of the pictures on the floor. I think uh, it was yeah, like okay. the goats. There was like the animals were mutating and then they were sacrificing. The Dude, all of animals. those pictures ah, yeah. were straight up. Like this motherfucker saw uh midsummer. I was like, Hey, that's cool. Do that. Yeah, in modern and, English. Do that where exactly. you see the painting and then it happens later. Do what that, do that thing. About it. it was so upset, upsetting to me because like they they do, Eric, you were right. Like they do a good job with the setting here. Um, it is creepy. It is, I mean, again, it's fake Amish, but they like, they're putting on an act. Then they go into this church. Church is very freaky. The people are, weren't they speaking German or like some old, German version. Well, the, the sign on yeah. the front of the door of the church was in German. Oh yeah. Okay. So then they go in and there's these, these, um, murals on the ground, but they're like little tiles. A, they look like, not like a child drew them, but like a mildly artistic inclined adult, like not a good art. Like Casey <laughs> could do much better drawings. <laughs> they're like primitive. Like, yeah. But then they also all have like, descriptions on them in English. So these people just are like, oh, so this is what's happening here. It's like, <laughs> it was really, really dumb. Like that was so well, The church presented other problems to me too, because like the first time that the kids wandered out there to the church and it was like daylight because they saw the people going out in the middle of the night before they go out there, they open the door, they walk in and dad's there like instantly. He's like, oh, that's a sacred place. You can't be going there. They go back to your second time, same time of day, during the daytime. Where the hell's dad after they spend like hours moving the pulpit, finding the hole, lowering the rope down the hole? <laughs> there was like a ruse. They were off I of the plantation. I mean, and the then hole... they were like, Dale, get on this horse and fall off. And that'll be, that'll like oh, distract yeah. <laughs> the people. And it's like, you might break your neck. It's, it's, it's a 50 50. Now, I have a, so I have a couple I questions. One, riding the horse. So, and maybe this is just me being 
I think it, it's me being like a little obtuse or something. They did want her to come back. Well, right, because they were stalking her, right? So yeah. when they first go there and refuse entry to everyone, that's, that's just them like playing hard to get. I think so. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because then they like, someone must have driven that kid to the hotel because that kid did not walk in the snow yeah, to get yeah. to the hotel. Mm. It's, yeah. It is very contrived. So let's lay down the spoiler warning because I actually would like to <laughs> parse through this a little bit. I actually am not 100% clear what the hell happened in the very end of this movie, but just to get there, what, so spoiler, we're going to really get into this. Um, the Samuel, the cousin... He was a fake. Like, he basically was out in the world to bring her back. My understanding, you guys tell me if this, if you agree, the mom was trying to get her out. Like, was like, I don't want my daughter to be like a demon bride, so I'm giving her away. That's why she was like left at this hospital. We see this video of the mom dropping her at the hospital early in the film. Um, so the community then was like finding her because she's important because the mom part of the demon lineage so they need to get margo back um i agree eric like i don't understand like it felt like it was just like way too many maybes like she would have had to like take the 23 and me like there was a lot of like right. hoops and maybe they would have like found another way to bring her back but it did feel like a little like they were playing right what if she never took to what if she never took the dna test yeah well what it like what if she never I mean, what if when, you know, they tell her, like, sorry, you can't stay here. They just, like, drove back. Like, I went home. <laughs> I don't know. There's, like, a lot of ways that this can go sideways. Now, what if they got back weird. on the plane and went home and then the kids showed up wherever they were? <laughs> <laughs> Which is also yeah. borrowed from the last uh, last exorcism. The whole, like, oh. I, she, they found me at the hotel. Totally. And that, I actually I, thought of that movie a lot because of this, like, whole, um, I mean, they're not Amish, but it's this whole kind of backwoods farm scenario. Yeah. I and mean, documentary that, setup. Like, and it's, yeah. th if you're going to, it's hard to make a movie to c get compared to that because it's so good. Uh, but so, I guess like they were trying to bring her back so that she could become the new demon vessel. Yeah. It wasn't clear that they like, the timing was that important to them because as we come to learn, the mom demon is still alive being kept in the ground, being fed goats, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slightly unclear. Um, I wasn't clear I mean, what they did to her when they, like, possessed her the first time and she's getting, like, tossed around. Margo or? Yeah, Margo. Like, when we see her, like, hit the ceiling. like When she's you know, in the farmhouse still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah, think I just, she has a, a, an exceptionally heavy period. <laughs> wait, I think I just yes. put it all together. Is Has Toby possessed the mother and they keep she has her, been for years and they keep yeah, her yeah, in the hole like, like as safety basically yeah they're like keep so basically the women the in the line are the vessel that like God. holds the demon and the like this group is in fact like keeping right, yeah. right unlike right, right. the other like toby trains these people are like no we want to keep it contained whereas the others are like right, yes because, toby like come right on. because in the other movie in the, in the other movie yeah. they're like in the other movies they're like act these women groups of women are actively trying to conjure him and like men and stuff yeah. and uh. the so she dies and then Toby goes into dude, shirtless dude, cousin, friend, brother. This Which, was the thing that I was not clear on what was happening. 
Well, they said they they make a few points to say, like, you know, for whatever reason, like this lineage and with women specifically, like we can keep it controlled like this. And if it gets out, like out of the well, out into the world, it can jump from consciousness to consciousness Mm. and could be even more powerful. So it's just like for it's just like Jason goes to hell, John, where Jason is like a devil worm. That jumps mm-hmm. from person to person. Mm-hmm. Or uh, <laughs> Fallen. Do you guys ever, I think yeah, it's yeah. Fallen. Denzel. Well, fun we fact, the that the they doll. basically, Jason Goes to Hell is admittedly by all the producers straight up a ripoff of the, somebody saw the Fallen and they were trying yeah. to figure out what to do with Jason and I'm like, hey, let's just do that. Um, that guy's really creepy. I really dug that whole scene at the end. Even though all this chaos on the farm, I don't get it. I don't understand what's other than that it was in the drawings. I don't really understand. But it was well, a yeah, really there was like people killing each other and themselves. It's a really and, cool visual. Well, that was the plague that they said that the demon would bring if they didn't control it. But I loved the visual of them running through it all. And then I loved the cop kind of pulling up. That now, again, like the the cop body cam stuff, that's a great example of real simple found footage shit. Like yeah. the one kind, then he dies, and then you see the other uh, cam, like dash cam go up. But I loved, um, I just, that guy's performance was real intense in those scenes was like pretty creepy. It was very um, unsettling. And the cops, like him, you know, we, we've seen it played out in other things before, but like him sort of possessing the cops to kill themselves and it's like, whoa, there's a lot of carnage there at the end. And he yeah. is really unsettling in his like, yeah, he's a weird one. But he then it's like, um, what are, what's the name of that family of all the like the Duggars, Uber, the Ubermensch uh, actors? No, no. Oh. <laughs> Stars guards. Yes. This card has exactly at least in this. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's like actually what he looks like, but like they, Way they better made than the Duggar. him. Yeah. <laughs> the Duggars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you were coming out with that, but I mean uh, the vibe is yeah, I don't know. The Duggars. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I like I just didn't this movie we I mean we talked about it. Like the first act, almost no horror stuff happens. Maybe none. Then it's there's like, some uh you know what happens in the first act is that creepy little kid just shows up and just jump scares people in windows and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the extent of it. He's like, ah. Yeah, but like there's no supernatural shit. And then the second act is kind of like the build. And the third act is just freaking. You almost don't know what's going on half the time, I feel like. Which, again, for me, that's where I kind of I like lose it a little bit. Like, that's not scary. You know, like even the chase sequence. So there's a fairly extended chase sequence through the barn where demon mom is chasing after the daughter the like spatial, like I was having a hard time understanding the space. At one point she gets into the, the loft, like the hayloft. And I was like, I was just like happy. I was like, Oh, the hayloft. I remember this. And then I knew sort of what they're setting up because they had shown you the most yeah. outrageous looking piece of farm equipment on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I like that. So as much as I was saying, I thought this movie was well directed like that. It there's a lot of that, and some of it's the found footageness of it, and them trying to be maybe a click too clever on the found footage. But I mean, just knowing the, where you are in the space the, is hard. The idea that the guy is taking slow motion iPhone slow motion in the middle of being chased by a demon yeah. lady is so dumb, and it takes you completely out of it. It's yeah. the worst. I. Yeah. Uh, 
I agree. The spatial stuff, though, John, now that you mention it, that's a pretty big problem in this movie because, like, when they get down into the hole, when all the chaos starts oh. kicking off, you can't really tell. Usually you can kind of get a feel for for what the cave layout is and stuff that they're going through, but there's extra twists and turns that pop in there. That hayloft, once they went back to the barn, I swear it had at least two extra floors. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it, a lot of it all just acts to, like, dial down or, or subvert the tension, right? So the same thing in the in the um, uh, the basement, I was going to call it the caves. They, they need both to get pulled up, this, this okay. cave thing. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it's taking like five minutes. The demon would have killed one of them. Yeah. It's just, I find yeah. it impossible to believe that they wouldn't have gotten killed at that point or somebody didn't get killed. I will but, say, for what it's worth, the tension there did keep me like, Wah, 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 wah. You know, like I was expecting for there to be a kill there. And, you know, it kept me engaged, if nothing else. I I do feel like there were some sort of non sequitur scares, like the lady with the potato peeler in her hand. Um, there were just a couple of things that were like, oh, yeah, this is scary. But I mean, even when she finds the laptop and one of the things I noticed is like she's snooping on the laptop, realizes that this is all a farce. And then she closes it when she found it open. And I was like they're going to know you found it. Like, you know, there were little moments like that that were, were fun and sort of related to the story, but like potato peeler lady, for whatever reason, I'm focusing on her because it's like, this doesn't yeah, have anything to do with anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was yeah. scary. I mean, it was definitely like a, Oh no, don't do that. Uh, yeah. Um, I, the other thing that really drove me up a wall was the exposition dump where, they go to get a new battery. This is like a three-minute scene. They go to get a new battery. They go to like whatever, the Ace Hardware in town. Like, hey, man, can we use your computer? Sure. Like, do whatever you want. And like, I don't know. It's just, I thought that kid was going to be in on it. And then he was like, no, I did too. It seemed like he was going to get weird, which was good. I think good, like, tension. Good, like, because yeah. I think that was, you're supposed to wonder at least. But yeah, then he, he pokes his head around the corner and he's like, hey, don't look up anything weird. All right, I'll be right back. Yeah. I also like yeah. the mailman. Yeah. <laughs> the mailman. Yeah. The mailman was gave me like my most satisfying moment in the movie when he had his line because he had the big reveal that that family's not Amish. And that for me, that was a big relief because going through that movie, you guys talk about the problems you have with them trying to how they're handling the extra cameras and the angles with the found footage stuff and whatnot. <laughs> my entire time is like, there's no way this homage family is going to let these kids come up here and set up cameras. There's no freaking <laughs> yeah. way. And they're not going to let them walk around the village. By the way, and so then the, finally, uh, once he says that, it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> shout out to the person on Instagram question Tuesday, who spoiled for me. The, um, that the dude had like an internet surveillance room or whatever. I didn't, oh. hadn't seen the movie, so I didn't know what it was about, but I'm like, hey, thank you. And then I just like flip by it. So thank you to, <laughs> for a heads up for people sending in question Tuesday questions. I often don't finish the movie until five minutes before the show. So <laughs> give a, give me a break, please. Whoops. Yeah. Professionalism in yeah. action. Yeah. Um, aye, aye. yeah. And I, and I think I probably would have been even, even a little more favorable on this if we had seen the theater. Cause these are really fun theater movies i feel like yeah this didn't get a theatrical at all is what i was reading it went so i i mean i uh it's a whole new world paramount plus for a month to watch this yeah i've been sampling between this and halloween kills i've been sampling all the new streaming services john you gonna watch a little salute your shorts there where you got that paramount plus it's real good oh is that on there i might show my kids that that would be yeah john like they have all that old nickelodeon shit 
Not well, I, mean, I know it's um because it's all the Viacom. It's like yeah, yeah the, well they own yeah. They I own think it. they even have the uh, Legend of the Golden Hidden Templar Temple or something like that. Hidden Temple. Maybe, yeah. You know what? I should show my kids Count Ducula. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Beware. So are you afraid of the dark on there? Get some spooky My stuff. hey, my five year old did watch a uh, uh, Monster House. She seems oh, nice. fine. She seems fine. <laughs> she seems fine well we had i had her for the day while i was working and that my two-year-old was somewhere else so she was like can we watch monster because she i keep saying like you can't really watch it because it's gonna scare your sister so like yeah success um it looks like i'm uh, just on the paranormal activity there is a 2023 planned paranormal activity eight, eight. the other side <laughs> which is about uh the other other side it basically looks the like the further it goes, other side, <laughs> but it looks like it goes back to the the, the sisters, Katie uh, Christie. I, I'm like yeah. obsessed with Katie Featherston. She's so beautiful. I, when she came up in In Search of Darkness, I was like, Katie. I just I love the movies, and I was like, Yeah, yeah. I dig her, and she's very like embracing of the series and the fandom yeah. and stuff. It's cool. Well, yeah, might get it. more of her in 2020. I remember I used to get like constant emails from the, the the dude in the first paranormal activity mika i used to get constant emails from his publicist being like he's in this thing do you want to talk i don't just be like sorry dude i'm sorry he's not katie i don't know what to tell you like mika is like the worst boyfriend in horror history I it's think. real bad like, truly terrible it's real bad yeah <laughs> turns out in hindsight that was just like uh um an example of an unhealthy emotional relationship <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I guess that's it for the, the movie portion of the show. Would you recommend this Caitlin? Yeah, I would. Casey. I think so. John. Nah. Ooh, I'd say yes. You can get it, uh, on the Paramount, uh, like you get a free month, I think. So there you go. Check all that other crap out. It's a good, there's some really interesting stuff on there. You can watch. Hey dude. It's all for me. Hey dude. Oh, Schnars, hey, watch, uh, do you dude. like Trek at all? What? Star Trek. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch Lower Decks. Well, you got oh, I, Paramount. I did see, uh, I saw the, like, the, you know, the it's tile. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. You know, a lot of people write me and say, hey, Joe Bob Briggs, just what is Monster Vision? You don't need no special glasses or an insect's head. Just a healthy love for slime and disrespect for the dead. We'll talk about some movies by the old double wide. And when you get that creepy feeling creeping up inside, well, then you got monster vision. It's a heck of a fright. We're tearing the heart out of Saturday night. These monster vision movies serve a primitive drive. Cause watching people die can make you feel so alive So throw away your clicker now, the flicks have begun Cause there's nothing you can do while fully dressed It's as fun as watching TNT beneath the bugs after lights We're tearing the heart out of Saturday night Tearing the heart out of Saturday night Hey, I'm Joe Bob Briggs, and you're listening to the Bloody Good Horror Podcast. 
info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror. And we're back. John, December 1st, Monday, December 1st, 2021. It's going to be the launch of the Patreon exclusive classics feed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, at I believe the $6 level of Patreon, you get access to the BGH back catalog. There's some extra goodies in there at the $10 level. But the this is going to be a feed available to all levels. Um, that is, you're going to get a weekly handpicked classic that comes from a specific week in the past, like that that same week but a different year. It's like a, a time travel machine, John. It's one of those. Things. I can't wait. Um, all you have to do is be a, a member of Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Bloody Good Horror. And um, yeah, preparations are going on now to start getting that feed going right now. If you are subscribed to like what was the classics feed, it's going to turn into that. So you're already already there and ready to go. If not, you can log into Patreon and grab our podcast feed link and put it into any podcatcher of your choosing, John. Um, all of the prizes are officially shipped out from our Halloween Zoom Tacular. Thank you, Caitlin, for sending those out. We already, I think most, all the people with the door prizes got theirs already. Mm-hmm. Um, although contest winners got their stuff the day of, and then I just shipped Jody, who murdered us all at Trivia. Um, I shipped all of his stuff out today. Awesome. So there you go. Um, and uh, other than uh, Chris, John, who has the nerve to live in Canada, we got, we got <laughs> all of our Patreon uh, shirt sending out done so if you don't have those already look forward to them i'm seeing a bunch of delivery notifications in the email so that should mean people are getting them or they're just being stolen off their porch by vandals (laughs) um hey caitlin yeah what's going on Uh, tell us about plug it up tell us what plug it up is and tell us what's going on there this week Sure. Uh, Plug It Up has evolved into a podcast just about the monstrous feminine in general. Um, so I started with monstrous menstruation, looking at coming of age uh, for women in horror, and then exploring monstrous motherhood, looking at the horrific side of pregnancy, birth, and parenting. And uh, now we're looking at mo- the monstrous feminine just as a whole and knocking out some fun ones. It's been a lot of fun. Titan. We did Titan this past week. Uh, a divisive one for sure. Um, next week we've got Elizabeth back for uh, to come back to our roots. I usually I don't want to spoil what the episode uh, the the movie is, but coming back to our roots next week and uh, yeah, it's tease. been really good. What a tease! Oh, and we uh, just hit ten thousand unique downloads. So uh, feeling whoop, good. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Love it. Yeah. Thank you for the update, Caitlin. I thought you were going to ask me for your list, which I do have ready. Um, what do I have? What's my last three on there right now? Um, eight is Malignant, nine Psycho Gorman, and ten Halloween Kills. Um, I feel like I've sobered up a little bit. You guys tried to tr- you guys tried to do some like uh, 
coven magic on me on that malignant show and make me think that I liked it, you, malignant can I go. I certainly did not. Malignant can go, <laughs> and you can put this okay in its place. Let's put this in, in for number eight. Yeah, let's put it at ten. Okay. I guess I love that you're keeping Psycho Garvin on there just just to get Keelan, just it's, to get her goat. The brain. It's all about the brain. If I'm being yeah. honest, the brain. And when he puts the disguise, the, the little girl. When he puts the, the disguise on. That's real funny. <laughs> That's real good. The girl is the worst part. I and hunky oh, boys. No, she is absolutely the worst part, but that's kind of a testament to how amazing and weird the rest of it is. that I'm still like, I might rewatch that movie before I rewatch any other movie this year. <laughs> like, it's just, See, it's so weird. That's, but that counts, John. That's a factor. I take yeah, into yeah, consideration when I rank these things. Um, Oh yeah. So, we got a few emails. Um, uh, Dean, did you see Dean Stockwell died, John? He is yes. the guy from Quantum Leap. He's the beep boop yeah. guy from Quantum Leap. Apparently, he just passed John's <laughs> Apparently, yeah, like, a, I'm, of course, John, a prolific actor who's done many more things, but that's pretty much what I know um, of him. Um, older millennials, oh, as you said earlier. Uh, well, elder we'll John, it's elder. Elder. Kaylin <laughs> and Kissimmee points out too. He's in one of my all-time favorite movies, The Langoliers. I guess I forgot that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Langoliers! Talk about unwatchable. Um, I guess in 108, I gave my poor man's chart, and it is this: Skeet Ulrich is the poor man's Timothy Oliphant, who is the poor man's Johnny Depp. At the time, I think now, yeah, <laughs> I think now the lineage might look a little different. Timothy Oliphant yeah. is is the richest of all of these people. I feel like, and Johnny Depp is mm. like a bridge troll jo- now or something. Johnny Johnny Depp <laughs> is definitely the richest of those. Yeah, in yeah. terms of well, in terms of career earnings by like I mean, in terms of um my ranking system is worth that <laughs> yeah. he's a well, isn't Johnny Depp like he's got to be at least 10 years older than Timothy Oliphant, if not like 20 years older, I would guess. I don't know. I don't maybe, know. Maybe not. Timothy Oliphant's like my age. Yeah, but Johnny Depp's like, I don't know, 70? <laughs> it's like, nah, he's, he's like late he, 50s, isn't he? He looks like he's 70. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, the rump uh, keeps him young. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm also, pro Johnny Depp, just for the record. Kaylin, Kaylin also wrote in, has anybody seen the 2004 made-for-TV horror movie Monster Island? It's on Prime now, and I'm so mad I didn't see it in 2004. I have. It's awful. I'm, well, let me. I'm pretty sure Jamie. Uh, uh, wait, who is? Uh, what is her? Was the the actress's name from My Name Is Earl? The blonde. Oh. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. This is like. Yeah. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I think I made that up. Yeah, this is not what I thought it was. This is totally Jamie different. Presley. Jamie yes, Presley. That's that is who I'm talking about. She's not in this movie, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Pinata Island. Do you guys remember that? Where the monsters were pinatas? No. Sounds cool. That's what I'm thinking about. Anyway, I've not seen Monster Island, so. Monster Island, Carmen Electra, Adam West. Wow, uh, star studded. Mary Elizabeth Winston, is that right? Ted Whoa. Um, Nick Carter. Uh, it has a 3.5 uh, on IMDb, which is very low for IMDb. 
Oh, John, by the way, I looked it up. Johnny Depp is only five years older than Timothy Oliphant. Wow. Okay. He's had a rougher go. That's wild, bro. Oh, my God. Dude, you want to talk about a PSA for clean living versus not? Because holy shit, that's crazy. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. So that's all I got, John. Um, Just some emails from Caitlin as she's going through her classics journey. Um, What do we got on Twitter, Casey? All right. On Twitter, we have the hashtag AskBGH. First up, old friend Alex Jones. I want to fit in with all the dummies protesting at school board meetings, arguing against imaginary boogeymen. Should I attend my local school board meeting and extol the dangers of having our children listen to BGH and becoming much sexier? Oh, that's good. (laughs) I said go for it. I got to see if I can find this article. My mom texted me. My mom's like not one of these people who texts like random ass articles. Um, But I guess in my town that I grew up in, like the Delaware County, like the county I grew up in, uh, Satanist Party. What did they do? They got the like school board to like rescind the um, dress code somehow. Amazing. Uh, Yeah, I got to find. There was a dress code. No, it was like it was bullshit about like. like girl like it was about tops no no it was it was about like you couldn't have like um you know whatever satanist language oh, on your oh. your outfit oh, i see i see this was a specific crusade for <laughs> satan. Wearing right now this was a specific why. crusade for satan yeah 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 it was pro satan for sure i'll see i'll find the article and i'll text you guys while we're you know as, as we go but sorry continue <laughs> That was my school board uh, thing of the of the last couple weeks. I can see you on a school board, John. Uh, I was on the school board when I was in high school, actually. No, but the, like as a parent, like I as, was the student representative. Uh, yeah, no, I, there's don't no fucking say. way. There's <laughs> no way I would join the school board now <laughs> under no circumstances. Alrighty, next up at Ghoulie Delight is Paranormal Activity about to go the same way as Cloverfield and simply tack on their name to random movies to continue the series. It's not random. I appreciate that tweet because it's what I thought was happening. I think it's a fair question. It doesn't feel like a paranormal activity completely. Well, I've been convinced. I think that's okay, though. I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been convinced that that this fits into the universe enough. So, Toby. Although I am looking forward to them finding more and more contrived ways to tie Toby in. Oh, I can't wait for this uh, Amish dude Samuel to meet Katie or whatever's going to happen next. It's going to be awesome. Oh my god. Yeah, like and then it all comes together. Yes, that would be yeah. pretty pretty cool. Here's a good one from At Hunter's Horrors. Can you recommend some good gag gifts for white elephant events? My sister does these and I always come up blank. Some gag gifts. I saw eh? this. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, brine shrimp. Like, what do they call those? Sea. Oh, sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. I. I was going to suggest that it's actually, I think, amusing to get a non-gag, like to get a, like a legit good gift, because then what happens is just like chaos ensues. It creates, yeah, everyone turns in, it turns into fucking Lord of the Flies. Well, it's like uh, what happened in that episode of The Office, yes. like doesn't Michael buy like an iPad or something? An iPad, yeah. Yeah. I've only actually done that one time. They did it at my, this is horrible. They did it at my work the year that like the recession happened, everybody was like, cool. I have a job. It's like, Hey, murder each other for presents. But I ended up with like 
$50 to the army Navy store and just went and like bought some t-shirts and stuff. And was like, All right. nice. I think anything like oversized, like one time, because my, my family is pretty big on both sides and the, we did, we did it one year and someone got like one of those giant boxes of like Whitman's chocolates. And it was like, I don't know, someone that got it opened it and we were like, you can't open it yet. The game's not over. It might get stolen again. I mean, that or like a literal white elephant. Like I saw some one time somebody <laughs> brought like a ceramic white elephant and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in favor cool. of the um, really, really foul tasting jelly bellies where it's the flavors are like <laughs> poop in oh, a yeah. toilet. And and like, spots. So yeah. that's fun because that can that ends up becoming a fun party thing because there's always a handful of idiots that are like, I'll try them. And then it's just fun. <laughs> they also now you could do the gross um, Brax can uh thanksgiving dinner candy corn that oh, they had oh yeah i think uh, well, our buddy you, I would, this is my quite <laughs> possibly my finest white elephant <laughs> gift from work <laughs> what is casey is holding up a toilet mug yes a toilet oh, a coffee mug that's <laughs> like, like, like and everything it looks like a toilet yeah yes yeah. <laughs> my one of my friends one of my friend's mothers <laughs> growing up like straight up so like you know how like mothers of this of our mothers like age they're always just like have like a weird china cabinet with just a bunch of random crap in it and like yes. literally you look at it and you expect fancy stuff you know what i mean and but you'd look at this one they had straight up in the middle shelf there was a set a matching set of boob mugs that literally had like nipples and there was like a hole in the nipple you could like pour stuff out. they were like milk like <laughs> yeah. it has been pierced oh it's the milk oh yeah, my god the- i was just like what these same people, these same people also, these same people also had a like blown up nude picture of him as a child framed <laughs> and put on their wall. Oh, don't do that. It's probably yeah. still there. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, and, and John, I was shaking my head because my mom is much like me and we are uh, not collectors of things. So no, no China cabinet of stuff. You have some cult there. Hold on. There's some collection. I have, a, I have a wall of Ouija boards, but I consider that art because it's on the wall. I'm a collector. I don't like I don't like collectible like uh, trinkets. Yeah, yeah, I'm I a collector I mean, to the I'm, point where like it's probably yeah. it's probably good that I can't afford a house because I would just fill it with <laughs> shit I didn't need. Fill it up. That's what I did before. <laughs> All right. Last up. Our good buddy Skizbot writes in, have a hankering to make some holiday treats in the coming weeks. Any suggestions on what to bake or whip up in the air fryer? Ooh, air fryer. Air fryer. I've heard air fryer cakes are very good. Holiday treats in an air fryer. You could probably make those things that are really amazing that are like um, pretzels. You lay out pretzels and then you put a Rolo on them and then you push a... I don't want pecan. to say this wrong. A pecan. This is some snooty person saying I should say it. No, I say pecan. I'm from, I'm a I'm a Yankee. Um yeah, that you can make that in there. They'd be ready in like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I think you can make cakes in there, from what I understand. If you have, yeah, if you have the right kind of like depending on the size and if you have the right contraption to put it in you. My all-time favorite, and you can't do it in the air fryer, but I'm big on the homemade checks mix. Oh, mm. yeah. Same. Yeah. Uh, what are the, uh, the chocolate stuff? I actually do have one. My sister makes uh, these spicy. So you take um, like Hanover pretzels, the kind of like big ones that are pretty hard, and they bake. She bakes them with this like spice mix on them. Holy Ooh, that shit! That sounds pretty good. That sounds good. <laughs> I, it's like one of those things you Twice can't baked stop pretzel. eating. You just start, and you're just like, well, do that's you eat the, them warm. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I, you, no, no. She gives them. That's like a Christmas present. She'll give us, mm-hmm. oh. like, and it'll be like this big ass bag of, you know, it's like a Ziploc bag that she's made. That's the thing with that, um, the the muddy buddies, Casey. What you're talking about, the like chocolate, oh, like, uh, and then they're dusted with the, the puppy chow. Yo, puppy yeah, chow, puppy chow is yeah. good. But I'm talking about regular Chex mix, oh. which is yeah. the snack mix with like yeah. the nuts and stuff. Worcestershire sauce, Casey. I will say yeah. one thing that my family insists on is we add Honey Nut Cheerios to our. Uh, Homemade Chex uh, mix because like the little bit of sweet mixed with the the rest sounds, of the yeah, savory. Good oh, good. It's um, funny we got a I got a bag of Snyder's pretzels a couple weeks ago and it, I just grabbed it because it looked different and they were little pretzel balls like that just little ones. I gave Colleen some. They're super buttery and salty. And she's like, "Oh, you need to tell your dad to put those in the snack pan in the Chex mix." You shoot them from a paintball gun. We had relatives every year that would make those. Um, I don't know what they're called, but it's where you melt a bunch of chocolate and you make like a mixture of peanut butter and sugar and roll little balls and then you like pour the melted chocolate over them. Buckeyes. Is that what those are called? Casey and I are like, okay, that That is not what they're called in New York, but um, they're good. They're real good. Yeah, those are Buckeyes because they look just like a Buckeye that falls off a tree. Rocky Mountain oysters. Uh, (laughs) And that uh, I'm always always like a good uh, uh, peanut butter blossom. With a Hershey's kissing it. I mean, we're beyond get, the air fryer at this point, but that's. I get nostalgic over uh, Buckeyes or peanut butter balls because my best friend's mom and my best friend in high school, his mom used to make them for us every year for Christmas. And then she would mail them to me when I went to college. It was awesome. Um, this is a lame hell. <laughs> this is a lame healthy thing. But one of my favorite things is that you can dry fruit in a air fryer. And dude, you haven't lived till you've had dried strawberries. They are amazing. Mm. They and like I just do them straight up, but some people have recipes where you'll you will marinate them in like lemon juice and sugar and stuff, and then they just straight up turn into candy basically at that point. Sounds One last good. recipe for you, Skylar. Uh the haystack cookies where you use like the chow mein noodles and like oh. melted butterscotch and peanuts. Yes. Yes. And peanut butter. Caitlin. We got to hang out at the holidays. <laughs> it's impressive. A strange here. It's impressive that you guys have me talking about uh, Christmas Sweet. on November 11th. Oh. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> I think so. All right. I forgot to pull up Instagram. Let's do it. Yeah, it is it, it on Twitter. But yeah, Shinar's with our family at Christmas time. It's my stepdad makes the giant Ziploc bags of uh, Chex Mix for everybody for gifts. It's nice. good stuff. Love. I'm gonna have to look into that pretzel idea, though. I'll That's see if I can get. Base. I'll see if my sister will send me the recipe. I, she might even just like not have a recipe. It's one of those things. You know? Yeah, secret. Hey, John, did you see that Paul Rudd is the sexiest man alive? Uh, no, uh, that's ridiculous. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Whoa. I mean, I don't Coming know. Out hot. <laughs> it strikes me as. Do you think this impossible? validates my lifelong love of Halloween Six? Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> um if you were head oh here you go this is the 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 message if you were the head of a faux amish satanic cult wouldn't you put a damn lock on your secret computer room thanks for that for telling me that before it happened it was i think it was locked. it was behind a false it. wall in the closet there were three lock yeah. picking scenes i'm pretty sure yeah. she picked a lock there uh divisive question do you believe in ghosts no. I don't know. I would need yeah, more. I, I would need more evidence. Um, I know people that have had like very convincing, um, you know, things happen to them, but it hasn't never happened to me. So I'd need to, I need to see it. 
yeah. I wouldn't immediately dismiss it. I'd be like, what the hell is that? And then I would start to believe probably. But I, not to get like, <laughs> I hippie, need to experience it. Not to get too hippy dippy here, John, but I do believe that what we experience as reality is actually like a very narrow sliver of what reality actually is. It's just like what our, what our minds are yeah, conditioned to like accept as reality. So well, that's I, why I'm scared to take DMT. Cause well, that, that one guy, like a guy took it and he was like, I saw the demon realm. And even when I came down off DMT, I still see them. And I was like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Like my life would be over. Well, I'm really fascinated. I like, I like that you were just like, you know, maybe I'll take DMT. Maybe not. <laughs> it was like a thing that you were considering. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really an option for me. It's <laughs> so if so, given the fact that I believe that, then I then it's not that much of a jump to think that like there's other shit that I also don't we don't well, fully like, understand. I I think that we might live in a simulation. Yeah, like that yes. I think is plausible more so than that there's ghosts. Well, but then if you live in a simulation, then there just be like ghosts. John, in the simulation. if you right, if you were programming the simulation, wouldn't you put ghosts in? Because that's dope as shit. It would be, be fun. Guess yeah, what? Werewolf click. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in werewolves. <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> I'm such a square. <laughs> oh man. I do oftentimes think of somebody just watching me like a sim. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, ah, he's gonna pee again. his pants because I, I didn't put a bathroom in here. Mean, but you would be the most boring fucking sim. <laughs> That's what you think, John. You have yeah. no idea what's Ooh. going on here. That's <laughs> fair. fair <laughs> Eric's got a secret Amish life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. This is from our buddy, Brian. I have no idea what this means. Are there living deliciously butter goats? If not hard pass. I I don't know what that means. I don't if know what there, a butter goat is. It's a black Philip goat. Oh, is that what they're oh. called? Oh, okay. Oh, is well, he talking about I, this no, movie? No, they're not called butter goats, but like living deliciously. Well, like, yeah, like not the that, taste but of what's butter. a butter goat? <laughs> well, there's like a butter line in it's that a, it's whole a, spiel. It's a stretch. <laughs> um, this is way out of line. I just want Schnarz's answer. Do you wipe sitting down or standing up? <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> there's only one answer to this question. Yeah, it's right? sitting down because I'm not five. Is the answer yeah, to that question? Exactly. That's <laughs> that is the right answer. Oh uh, God. Um. <laughs> I laughed at that one and Eric said, did you send that in? And I was like, no. Because I, I, I posted and you immediately were like, tee hee hee. I was like, okay, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> it was very, it caught me off guard and it was a bold question. So, yeah, was but like, no, so I, I can't take credit. Um, how long would you last in a no power Amish community with, and also in this scenario, no generator? I, Can I get, do I have I'd access right. to like any book that I want? Because right, I would that's... be probably okay for a while. I don't know, dude. I really like computers. <laughs> if I could take my sketchbook and my pencil, I'd be in pretty good shape. John, there are, if I'm counting screen, phone, I live by myself, okay? If I'm counting phones and tablets, there are no fewer than eight screens in this house right now. <laughs> Some of them oh. are very large. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. If I'm, just, I'm just being honest. I'm being honest for all you people who think you could like no, be no, away from phones for more than two hours. Um, Antlers finally got released. I didn't even notice. Are y'all going to review it? Yes, I think we're going to try. We're actually we're just we're pre-show working on what's the short list of what we can fit in this year, and I think we need we all need to get that in. Yeah. Ah, you know what? Isn't that Carrie Russell in that? Isn't she in I, Antlers? I don't know. Well, I've just I've been watching Felicity for the first time, so I'm. Uh, Good lord, I have a lot of Carrie Russell thoughts. 
Okay. What is the best paranormal activity? I'd say this one because of the Amish. I think it's three. It's still three. I love marked ones. I really do. It's really? funny and it's scary. But I really and it's like. Wild. I really dig the first two. I have a weird soft spot. The second one is the movie that spawned my infamous rant about television size, yeah, TV like 10, size. Yeah. 15 years ago. <laughs> you couldn't identify with the people because they were too rich. You like wanted them. To I mean, I still feel that way, but. I mean, listen, John, the class divide since then, what I would love to see oh, is yeah, a no, chart it's... of the class divide since we recorded that episode. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know that my feelings on that have changed per se, but, um, that is, the one, that, but yes. that is the one where the boyfriend uses the Ouija board to spell out that he wants P U S S Y. And also That's there's cool. a jump scare where a character screams and when they all run in the room, they discover it's just that somebody didn't flush their duty in the toilet <laughs> but no i have a weird soft spot for that one like i think that there's some effect there's some effective stuff and i liked the way they're kind of expanding the mythos and it's tied in with the first movie and stuff yeah the first one's great the second yeah. one's pretty good the third one's really good i mean those i think those three are all you know yeah the best um I like the Mark ones too. Just to be clear, but. Have you seen Sensor yet? I said yes. I also answered with the show number. I don't remember what it was, but we reviewed it not too long ago. It's decent. Um, last question, John. Are you ready for the end of the show? I am. John, I'm I'd ready. like to point out that it's, you were very hot to trot to finish early tonight. Uh, it's 9.17. Your wish is We made presented. it, guys. We yeah. did it. You're welcome. <laughs> just for you, buddy. Final question of the night. Do you like me? Yes or no? Mm. I said, it depends. Um, do you take your socks off on planes or not? Cause that's my first question. <laughs> if I ever had to go on like Tinder or something or like a, you know, match.com, it'd be like my first thing, like socks on plane. Yes or no. You could, weed. it's like a, you can weed out a lot Witness of people. Test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a lot of those. Have you ever flushed cereal down the toilet? Cool. You're a psycho. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> what do you think, John? Do you like this person? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, why don't we just call it and say we'll do antlers next week? I thought we we're doing titane next oh, week. Oh, doing titane next titane, week. Titane, then antlers. How's that? Titane. Yeah, that's fine with me. Cool. Sounds good. Now, titane is from the director of Raw. Julia oh, yeah. now. So yeah. this is like a French, French movie? I'm like a titane expert at this point. I'm fucking ready to go. Are there <laughs> subtitles? I am a little concerned that Eric doesn't know enough about this movie. I know. And it is going to be John, a ride. John, I know, Ricky, I know zero, zero about it. <sighs> don't Just read anything else. Yeah, yeah, don't read yeah, it. John, blind. Um, are there subtitles? Yes. Probably. Yes. Okay. All right. I'll do it on a day when I'm well rested. I saw this one in theaters. I've watched it twice now. Which is like that's a journey. I wish <laughs> I I'm against 3D, but what if somebody invented 3D where they could like 3D project the subtitles kind of in the center of the frame, but like front peripheral vision, so you could really like absorb them, but still see that. Like I really, John, I don't like that I can't see what's going on when I'm reading. Like it kind of bothers me. <laughs> you gotta read. Everyone fast. is too afraid. Like listen. I totally get you want to see the thing in the native language and like absorb it as purely as possible. But there's such a stigma against being like, guys, sometimes I'm tired and I don't want to read subtitles. But I, Everyone's afraid on. they're going to get like de decimated by the film Twitter because they say it. Sometimes I'm tired and I don't want to read, John. I wouldn't I, read a book when I'm tired. Why would I read a movie when I'm tired? But like if you're arguing, so not watching a film that has subtitles, fine. That's a decision. 
putting it in dub is just like no i don't i don't say there's a good op- that's what okay. i'm saying my third option where they burn the words into your eyeballs somehow like with like <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. So i will that say i can watch the movie and see what's happening for titan which i'm continuing to pronounce in like the most anglicized way possible in titan um there's a caveat where you might not have to read as much as you think you will oh. what if you dub the movie john but it's like dis- disaffected interpreter so it's not even they're not even acting they're just like the way you'd see somebody interview the news or something just, it's you it's actually you reading the, <laughs> and it's the delayed subtitles. by like a couple seconds because the interpreter's trying to catch up it, i'm just yeah. saying i thought might have come up with something here. <laughs> it's something all right next that week titan we're gonna get antlers in soon we're gonna do all this fun stuff we're back don't forget patreon.com slash bloody good horror get you that classics feed or just a big google drive full of them john if that's what mm-hmm. you're into you nasty freak and um have some fun some old school bgh all right that's gonna do it for this week in our review of paranormal activity next of kin hope you enjoyed and we'll talk to you next week see you bye 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 bye